Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's good, everybody? It is our favorite time of the year here at the Black Effect. We're heading down to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival. And we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yep, yep, ghetto boys is back and reloaded. All in your mouth, yeah, now deep throated. This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded, the disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated. And they know it, we speak the truth, so they quote it. Cause we wrote it, the north, south, the east coast, it's the GB knocking, we keeping your head bobbing. It ain't no stopping, and once the beat drops in, violins, the system is so corrupt, they throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us. Don't get it twisted, on code and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all. Scarface is in the building. Collectively, we are the Ghetto Boys. Reloaded. Reloaded with another episode of information and instructions to help you get through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. I guess today, Dr. Angela Jones. Hello, everyone. Here, man. Yeah, we do need some claps. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I clap for myself. Yeah, there you go. We need some claps in here, bro. You know what? That's That's nice. You know but but you are a therapist. You say, oh, I'm I, always I clap, clap for, myself. for myself. Absolutely. If more people clap for themselves, perhaps they wouldn't need your services as much. Well, I, I try to help them clap for themselves. So I don't want them to keep having my you services. I want mission. them to leave my services so they can Eventually. clap. Mm-hmm. Right. Nah, it's money in the services, so don't. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like money. In I don't the ever best. want nobody to get well. You stay sick. <laughs> See, no, uh-uh. No, my, my job is to heal. I want them to heal. And yeah. if, if you're out there healed and you feel better, you feel like you could clap for yourself, you're going to send people my way. So I'm not really worried about that. Okay. All right. So, so, so how does one become... Uh, is it clinical therapist? I'm a, a psychotherapist. Psychotherapist. Yes. How does one become a psychotherapist? Psycho? Like, like psycho? Like... It's just mental. That's all it really means. It's just oh, this is going to be a, great. A therapy for your mind, right? Oh, so... This is going to be really great. <laughs> Go ahead. So, I mean, it takes a lot of school, but for me, it was about the fact that I grew up with 
all women, but I I struggled with a lot. My family struggled with it a lot. And I remember I actually took a class in high school, psychology, basic one-on-one class. And I was reading things about depression and anxiety and trauma. And I felt like I was reading the story of my family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so this is what's happening. And I we just don't know. We don't really know about ourselves. And that's what really like pivoted me into mental health, psychology. And that's why I'm here today. And and what was this book you were reading? Um, I actually, I don't remember. It was a textbook. Right. Like it was like, like it was a basic psychology 101. But the thing is, I didn't even know what anxiety was until I went to this class in high school. So I spent my whole life not even understanding what anxiety, depression, and neither did my family. My family's not American, so I'm first generation. So these are not terms we don't really talk about. What are y'all? Um, Haitian and Cuban. Right. I'm Fifth well, Wardian. <laughs> Fifth Wardian. Yeah. yeah. What, what are you? South Sidian. Yeah. Very exotic places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. On your website, mm-hmm. you uh you say that you are well versed in problematic sexual behavior. Before we wait, Willie, don't don't go into the sexual behavior at just right yet. Mm-hmm. Because like I'm one of those patients. Mm-hmm. Like one of those uh, uh, uh what do they call these patients, Willie? Give me a good word. Uh that one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. And when I was working my way through the program as an adolescent, okay. I I always thought that being a therapist was BS mm-hmm. because there's no way that this guy can sit in front of me. My, my doctor was Andrew Harper, by okay. the way. You might have probably heard of him. No, not, not okay. off the top of my head. But he was just coming out of college. When I when when, when I was in the, uh, Houston International Hospital for some um uh, manic depressive issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I thought about it and I thought about it again. I was like, man, how in the hell can he sit here and tell me how I'm supposed to feel? Are Did you he telling tell- people how they're supposed to feel? No. Or are you just like responding to how they feel? I'm responding to, to you. So I'm yeah. not going to tell you how you feel. I'm, I'm more reflecting back no, what supposed you're giving to feel. Me. Supposed to feel. I, well, you know, the thing is, everybody's supposed to. You know, you have your own supposed to. So the way you feel like you're supposed to feel is the way you're supposed to feel. But if it's unhealthy for you, the people around you, and it's destroying you yes. in any kind of way, right. then it's my job to reflect back to you what I'm seeing. And sometimes we can't see ourselves. Right. And sometimes you do need someone that's not emotionally connected to you, that a loved one or a friend, to help you see yourself. I always tell like my clients, I'm your mirror. And I'm going to be I'm very transparent and I'm very honest. So what I see is what I'm going to I'm going to help you see yourself. And a lot of people are like, well, I could do that myself. But if if that was the case, we wouldn't be dealing with a lot yeah, of the things exactly. that we're dealing with. Exactly. So but I learned how to deal with with um, the depression that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it changed a lot of that. Mm Having some cash. <laughs> well, you know, having mental money never hurts, and, right? And, yeah, and mental health in, in the black community uh, stems from a lot of things, but 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 the main thing would be poverty. You know, we don't got no money, mm-hmm. so we, we sad as hell, but but give somebody, you know, a few thousand dollars that ain't used to having, and then he's, he's excited now. You know, give him a few million dollars and he ain't used to having it, then he can go on with life. Mm-hmm. He can come out of the closet, that dark closet that makes everything seem like it's the worst thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. So from a kid, 
uh, uh, that's that's been through this, mm-hmm. I understand from a patient standpoint. Yeah. Now I'm glad to see it from a doctor standpoint. This is the first time I've ever had a, the opportunity to sit in front of a doctor and say, you know what? When I was growing up, yeah, I thought that the therapist that sat in front of me mm-hmm. was full of shit. Yeah. But you, on the other hand, you're a fantastic friend, person, and I would just I'm just glad to be able to sit here and and, and pick I appreciate your brain. that. Thank I you very much. That. You know, I, I never really thought of thought about it like that. I mean, I understand, you know, coming from poverty myself that yeah. you know, that there's a lot of um there's a lot of pain associated with being impoverished and there's a yeah. lot of a lot of a lot of unhealthy behavior that comes with people who are impoverished. Yeah. Sure. Right? It's trauma. And, and, but but how much of that do you see? When you know when you're talking to your patients, there it's it's very rarely that I'm able to talk with someone about a current problem and it doesn't link back to the past. Mm-hmm. It doesn't link back to some kind of trauma. And the fact is, I I, I grew up very impoverished as well, mm-hmm. and things that I considered normal. I didn't realize they were traumatic. I didn't mm. realize how things that I witnessed growing up. Um, a lot of my family, they were in different gangs, fights. This is the way we had to live, the way we had to survive. It was just a way of life for me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize how even transitioning to a place of money, mm-hmm. how I was, I was really, tra- I was traumatized by those things. I really had to reteach myself. As a therapist, I believe therapists should go to therapy. I went to therapy too. I had mm-hmm. to relearn a lot of things and understand like that wasn't supposed to happen to you. Yeah. You know, I wasn't supposed to be walking down the street and seeing fights and guns on the table. I wasn't supposed to see those type of things, but I did. And it was normal for me until it, until it wasn't. And so, yeah, money did help me get to get the services I need. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't have money. And when they try to go through the system, sometimes the system is just so hard. It makes it so hard for people to get the proper mental health treatment. And I'm saying proper on purpose because there, I, I was a person who worked in the system where I was a clinician who went to different houses, but I had a caseload of like 60 people. Like, how mm-hmm. am I going to give you proper therapy, but I can't even focus on you because I got like six other people I need to see within the next two hours. So mm-hmm. even though I want to help you, this is what the government is paying me to do. And it's not, it's not substantial. So it's, it, it is a broken system yeah. and we don't have enough money. Yeah. There's not enough money to pay the people in the system that work. There's not enough people. There's not enough money. They don't sponsor things for mental health as much as they would do for oil <laughs> or gas. And why is that, do you think? I mean, it's the same kind of question we ask when we say, why does why isn't the educational system funded the way it's supposed to be funded? You know, it's not a priority until it's a problem, until you see somebody on the news shooting up a a theater and now he has a mental health problem and now it's a crisis in the United States. But the clinicians that are out there going to people's houses, seeing 60 people in a month are getting paid like $30,000 a a year, 30, 35, maybe. And that's with a degree. Could it be that the government doesn't pay attention to that, doesn't invest in mental health because they really don't want us to be healthy? That's that way they can control us better. I mean, it's a possibility. Absolutely. I, I just believe that everything is about money. And if it's not money involved, then who gives it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the government is tapped into the money part. They don't care about your mental health. They don't care about your well-being. They don't care about your education. They don't care about none of that. As long as you can make the government money, 
then that's the only thing that 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 brings uh, a vibe with them. They want the money part. Everything that's going on with the government has something to do with money. Look at the infrastructure uh, idea that Biden has. It's all about the money, bro. Mm-hmm. Period. Absolutely. Mental health has been at the center. And of, it should have been. It's, it's been at the center of general wellness for the past few years. Why is it, do you believe, that black people have been so slow to join the conversation or at least take advantage of the services? We have, it hasn't been available to us. I mean, it, it wasn't available to us. It was, it was something that white people did. You know, go to therapy. Yeah. You never heard black people talk about there. You you heard to go to church. You know, mm-hmm. we, we we come from people who had to basically suck it up and move move on. And that's True that's that. how we had to live. Like suck yeah, in yeah, your yeah, right. And, and right. They, and, they, and they had and they have right. uh, and they, and they will incarcerate you if you get out of line. You know what I mean? Either when you was when you were younger it was an ass whooping and when you're older it's incarceration. So I get it. You know, you had to suck in your emotions. Everything emotional was a sign of uh-huh. weakness. Right. So you're weak if you show emotion. You're weak right. if you cry. You're weak if you said something's wrong with you or you need a break. We were taught to push on. I mean, that's the only thing we ever were able to do. We weren't able to get out of slavery with just feeling. We had to push. And so we're, we are generations behind when it comes to mental health and and seeing who we are and addressing those things. And I'm happy now, like, especially like Generation X and millennials, I feel like they're really, really trying to get into the space of mental health. They're really trying to understand who they are. And it's it's really making it hard for like the baby boomers and the older generations to really understand like why they just feel too much, but they have to feel so they don't hurt the generations after them. So Ooh, I just, man. you know, right? heavy. that's heavy. There's research Whoa. saying that trauma is not something that just stays in your generation. You know, trauma, you birth trauma. It, it's in our DNA. We are, oh, we, we are sprouted from trauma. And so now we're trying to understand ourselves mentally. We're generations behind, unfortunately, you know, um, but it's great that you like, this this is a platform where people are going to listen and be like, okay, so it's not just me. Yeah. Maybe I should get some help because you guys who have a huge platform are making sure that people hear things like this. So. Yeah. They have to feel so that they don't hurt the generation that comes after them. Man, that's deep. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. Um, I, you know, growing up like like Brad grew up and and like you grew up like we saw so much stuff done the wrong way. We thought that everything that was right was wrong and everything wrong was right. Mm-hmm. Sure. And we learned how to uh, solve conflict with fist guns and insults, right? And so all of these things, we're thinking, like you said, we have to, if you don't do it that way, you, you're weak. You're showing mm-hmm. a sign of weakness. And and, and we got to get past that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we got we to get uh, more involved with uh, understanding proper conflict resolution. How much is that is taught, you know, in your session? Conflict resolution, it, it's 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 kind of like intermingled in everything. I mean, people come to me right. with a conflict mostly, right? So the thing they want to do is take the conflict away from their life so they can have yeah. some kind of peace. But that 
it's not the only reason. When they come to me, they realize, okay, this conflict happened because there was a conflict that happened before that. And there was a conflict that I learned. This is how I learned how to solve conflict from mm-hmm. my parents mm-hmm. or my neighbors or my neighborhood. And then they realize like, oh, this is not a new thing. This is something that's that's ingrained in me. This is something that I learned when I was like five or right. when I was like 10. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's really good. This I is why <laughs> she do kids too. No, I don't. Uh, not because I don't love the kids. It's just not where my passion is. My passion is older adolescents and, and adults <laughs> and adults. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I saw you so many times on Isaiah Carey's show, mm-hmm. and each each time I saw you, I, probably half time I see you, I call Isaiah. Say, man, she did it again. She hit. Oh, she like because I, I mean, I, I I really study. You know study you and I'm like you're really really good that. at what you do I mean you're really good at what you do I mean don't miss I haven't heard anything that you said that was like out of pocket uh, you have this show on well, call Isaiah me out Car- if you do so oh I will, I will. <laughs> <laughs> you have this show on Isaiah Carey's uh, uh, show mm-hmm. called uh, a segment you have a segment yes. called Angela After Dark. Yes. Explain to the people what that is and why you think it's important to do that. So as a psychotherapist, later on in my career, I specialized in sex and sex therapy. Mm. And um, I was able to help focus that on, especially in the African-American community. I realized that a lot of the trauma, a lot of the lessons that we learned come from our sexuality, come from images of sex, come from just that whole world, anything under the umbrella of sex. And I realized that more and more, every time somebody came into my office, sex came up. Sexuality, identity, um, just all of it came out regardless. I would say about 90% of my clients, it, it was intermingled in there somewhere in regards to like who they saw they were or who they thought they weren't. And I felt like I was doing a disservice by not making sure I had everything mm-hmm. In regards to that. So um, luckily the Isaiah show, they saw me on Instagram. Thank you, Instagram. So, And they um, reached out to me to do the segment. And so we talk about a whole bunch of things, marriages, relationships. We talk about, you know, a lot of little kinky things or a lot of some serious things. I, I mean, it's a vast array. But I think that one of the things, especially in the African-American community, that we are always hesitant to talk about is sex. But it's so important to who we yeah. are. Right. And that that's leads me to one of the questions I mm-hmm. had for you was that why do you think because sex is such a natural thing, right? Yeah. Uh, none of us are here without it, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it such a giddy thing? Why is it such a giggly thing when people start talking? Grown folks, I don't care how old they are. Mm-hmm. When you start talking about sex, people start giggling. And, yeah. You know, like, you know, what's uh, up? You know, sex is, I mean, first I want to say, like, as humans, we are sexual beings. So mm-hmm. to deny that part of us, we're denying a piece of who we are. Right. And so why is it such a thing? It's cultural. I think it's cultural. I think it's the way it, it, a lot of it is based in the church, uh, depending on your religion, not only the Christian uh, Christian church, a lot of different religions. When it comes to sex, especially when it comes to women, sex was what they used as a tool to shun women. It was the, the tool they used to control women. It was mm-hmm. the tool that they used to either say that she was a good woman or a bad woman. And so I feel like with cultural shifts and the roles that we play, because I know that was another thing, the roles that we play in the household, it it's something that you just don't talk about. It's just something you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And also, 
you know, sex at first was only like you're only supposed to have sex to procreate. That's it. Right. You 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 find a man, you find a woman, you come together, you you procreate. That was the that's the basis of what they feel like sex was supposed to be. But the part of pleasure was the part that nobody wanted to talk about. So therefore, we don't talk about it. And how did that come to be? How did the who who, <laughs> who was that person that said? You know, procreating is not enough for me. I want to have some pleasure. I don't know exactly who did it, but I thank you for whoever it was. (laughs) Because you're denying yourself. You're just basically saying, hey, we're having sex. Even though I realize it feels good and I actually enjoy this act, Mm -hmm. it's only supposed to be for creating life. But I'm enjoying it. Why can't I do something as well with someone and just enjoy the pleasure of it as well? Just practice, huh? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why not yeah, yeah that's a heavy subject to me it man. is heavy yeah, it is heavy because it's like like sex is addictive it's like a drug like once you once you once you taste the rainbow <laughs> you always gotta go back you know we, I mean, we, it does... we're fighting to come out of it and dying to go back in it's crazy right if you taste the right rainbow yeah sure <laughs> yeah, yeah you know yeah yeah, sex is a beautiful thing, you know. Of course, I am it's against not, the man. love. It's, it's, it's over exhilarating. Yeah. Is no, I think it's a beautiful thing. No, nah, bro. See, I but you got to realize, sure. like the chemicals that happen, the chemicals that are released in an orgasm during sex, are mimicking a lot of the drugs that a lot of people take. I mean, it can it, it makes you feel stimulated and great to, and okay, relaxed. Let me ask you, right. Doc. So you hit a certain age in life, man, and then and then like. You you can't you 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 can't. Mm-hmm. So now what? It's not ex- you know. Yeah, but don't worry about that till you get there, man. It's hormones. You're, you're not there yet, are you? No, not yet. But I'm, <laughs> no, here, but I'm headed that way. No, no, don't worry. <laughs> Say, man, man, don't worry. Hey, Willie, don't worry. I'm heading that way, oh, man. man no, I'm just, I just want to know, like, you know, like I got a friend that I play golf with. He's like seventy something years old, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not gonna go too far into it, but. You know, shit is done. He's done. He's done. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's hormonal. It's, it's something what that happens. You know, our I don't, hormones. I don't think so, man. Like a hormone. Okay, so it's, 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 like a hormone, like you, you can hormone all you want to, but if, if you hormone it and, that, and it just don't work, then it just don't work. It's just, it just there. You right. know what I mean? It's yeah. just there. It's like, having a, it's like having a car in the front yard that doesn't start. You know, you just walk outside and it's just there. See, but there's certain mechanics out well, there that can help get it fixed. Huh. And so, you, yeah. therefore, science <laughs> has evolved to allow people who are dealing with age or any kind of hormonal testosterone, estrogen. There are so many things out there that are helping people, not just the blue uh, pill. I'm not I, talking about I, just that. I'm just dude, talking about just different treatments. I know a friend of mine, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know... You know, we men, so we pass around different shit to make different things go on or whatever. And mm-hmm. he came back the next day and was like. Because that's not what he needs. Nothing. So what do you need? He need? Does he need a talk? He need somebody to talk to him? No, he probably needs. I always tell people before they come, before a man or a woman comes to me and they tell me they're having sexual problems physically. I don't tell them to come to me first. I tell them they need to go to a physical medical doctor to check themselves out first. Men, you need to go to your urologist. Women, you need to go to your gynecologist to see what is happening inside of your body because you can't talk it away. You know, I you have to first exactly see if there's a medical condition that's going body, to help you. Hmm? I can tell you exactly what's happening inside their body. It doesn't work. It may not. 
And unfortunately for some people, pills, medication, certain treatments may not help. But you have to if if you go you through all of that first. and then you get to the end and it's still not anything, then okay. I get what you're trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. But I don't want anybody to give up before exploring. Give up. Don't it's give not going to happen. Don't give up, man. No. <laughs> no, you, just, no you don't want to give up. You just I mean, talk about think, a rainbow. I think you make adjustments. I, I mean, personally, I don't really worry about things that I can't control. You know, like, I, you know, the serenity prayer is my favorite prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, I, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I change. I can I, I cannot change. Cannot change. You know the the wisdom. I mean the the, the uh, strength to change the things that I can, change. and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really trip on things like that. Like I mean, whatever's going down the line or whatever. It's like I'm I'm gonna die someday, of course, but I don't dwell on that daily. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I get there when I get there. I cross that bridge when I get there. Right now. Huh. Boy, I'm living it up. You did what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> living. It, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm living it up and building this legacy right now. So, man, Willie, what's up? <laughs> I understand. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of Black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. I am so excited. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with a Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with a Black Effect podcast network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit, Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You won't want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill of your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
I want to go back to that question that my original question that uh, Brad had me to yield on. Um, when I was talking about that on your on your site, you said mm-hmm. that you were well versed mm-hmm. in problematic sexual behaviors. Yes. Please, please expound. So I'll, I'll give some examples. Problematic sexual behaviors, if you're having sex to fulfill something that's not sex. For example, if you're having sex with a lot of people as a trauma response or you're trying to cover up a certain feeling with sex because you know you're going to have a great feeling, but you're trying to ignore something else that's going on. That's one thing. That's everybody in this in this world, but go ahead. No, no. No, except you, (laughs) except you, but go ahead. Not except me, but, you know, uh, other problematic sexual behavior, having sex with or having fantasies or having thoughts and acting out on thoughts that you know that are illegal or not part of. That's problematic. That's absolutely problematic. Like bestiality porn is problematic. Watching it is one thing. I wouldn't dare watch it, but I'm just saying people do that. No, I know. And that's what they're trying. They're trying to hide some stuff that's going on, huh? It's a possibility. I mean, I'm sure if I talk to them, there's other things that have happened in their life that has led that. But watching it is one thing. I wouldn't dare. And acting on it is another thing. Yeah, I I saw some dudes on a video like Uh -uh. two two days ago. (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, I didn't see what they was doing, but I saw what they were trying to get into. They were Mm -hmm. like looking at horses. Like, Oh, no, that ain't going to never happen. It was like three white dudes. They Mm -hmm. were like looking at the horses like... Looking at the horse like the horse was a girl. Like, now that's a fine thing right there. No, actually, actually, it was like a boy. Mm. They were looking at the horse like it was a boy. Now that's a handsome dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's come a, on. They were there, that's what they was on. Like, Willie, are you serious? Yeah, it's out there. I mean, it I, is out there. I don't want to see no boy. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, <laughs> and the true part about it is that they're tr- it, it appears to me that they were trying to normalize the behavior. Really? Yes. Ain't nothing normal about that? Yeah. They're that's trying, illegal, so. They're trying to normalize. That that's <laughs> illegal. Mm-hmm. So if the police caught you playing games, you going to jail. You're going to get, I don't know if you're going to go to jail. You're well, probably depends dead. on what country you're in. Yeah. And in yeah. America, I mean, it's soon, 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 America's going to change that. I'm telling you. Soon, it's going to be legal to, to run up in your dog. Uh, Come really? on, Willie. I, really, I had to say I it, really man. I really hope I not. I had to say it, man. <laughs> I had to say it. I had to see. But Good other Lord. problematic sexual behaviors other than that, um, I mean, people. some people are addicted to porn. Some people are, addi- I mean, there's no definition for a sex addiction, but sex addiction does exist. People that are addicted to I, sex. <laughs> how far is too much with porn? How much? How far? When, you, when you're dependent on it. There are some people who are dependent on porn in order to perform when uh, it is interfering with your daily oh, I'm life. Sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. <laughs> when it's interfering with your daily life, when you feel when it's when hey, you're. <laughs> he said, I'm safe. Hey, man, I ain't going to work today. I'll just pop in the BCR and get right. back in so, the bed. Like, like something like that is messing up your daily functioning because now yeah. you're missing work to that watch That is problematic porn. sexual uh, behavior. That's that problematic. That is problematic. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm mad at my. I'm, I'm, I'm Mad, I'm mad at my boss, so I'm just gonna go home and rape myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I give up, man. Like I, I, I knew that that um that when Willie told me that that you were gonna come on our podcast, that this was gonna make a a a, a left turn, man, and, and turn into some stuff that was like mind blowing to me, <laughs> and 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 problematic sex is mind blowing to me. Yeah. You know, problematic porn addiction mm-hmm. is mind blowing to me. Like, mm-hmm. damn. 
anything is problematic if it, you're doing too much of it and it's disrupting your daily I'm like, life. Like porn is like uh, coke, okay. man. Because like, you do too much. I was about to ask you, you know, how, but how do you reach an amicable resolution when, amicable. There, when, when there is a, 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 a significant other mm-hmm. who doesn't like uh, doesn't like you watching any type of porn? You say you don't have an addiction. Mm-hmm. That person says normally it's a woman that mm-hmm. says it's a problem. Mm-hmm. How do you savage your relationship? You know, in 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 like get this woman to like maybe so it depends see on what side you, you're trying to make her come to your side or you're trying to go to her side the problem so is the problem he's trying to get her to come to his side right guys so, are not any guy that has a porn addiction is not trying to give up his porn mm-hmm. yeah just pop the uh, shit in when she just when she when y'all get when y'all when y'all get done with dinner just pop the shit in on the, in the living room just let the shit play. See, but there there are people that don't that they're fully against pornography because of sex trafficking. Okay. So a lot of pornography that you watch, a lot of the people that are on there are are sex workers or sex trafficking. And when I, I'm saying sex me, workers, me, I, 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 I'm not I, I, saying I, I, like the legal kind. Let me ask you mm-hmm. a question, not mm-hmm. to cut you off. But sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Like define that. Sex trafficking, well, Houston is the number one hub for sex trafficking. Define. And basically you are Becoming a predator to either underaged women or, or they can be of aged and you kidnap them, you make them do sexual acts, you imprison them, you ship them away to other countries. And OK, so this is by force. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't be like 35 years old and, 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 and down with 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 selling your body or down with uh, uh, pornography, uh, shooting porn or whatever. That's mm-hmm. not sex trafficking. What is that called? Well, those are sex. Those are they're sex consensually workers. sex workers. Consen- okay. But there are some sex workers, even as a thirty-year-old, twenty-five-year-old, thirty-five-year-old, who has someone in their life who's either threatening them or their family no, if no, they I'm don't do that something. This is by choice. This if is it's by choice, they're a do. sex worker. Yeah. Do you have a problem with that? No. I, that, I, I feel like that's if that's what they choose to do with their body. I got a problem. Then that's with what that. they choose to do with Why their you body. Have a with? Because man, like, like you, 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 you don't want to. You don't want to wear this thing out, man. This thing is great. So you want to try to keep this as, as, as intact as possible. No, but some, but some women, you know, they can do it all the time and it's intact. It stays intact. Willie, no, man. And listen, man, if you back your truck out of this driveway <laughs> and drive to, 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 to Whataburger and back, you put miles on it, right? Mm-hmm. Now imagine continuously just doing this shit all day, just running back and forth. You, you imagine put, somebody liking you doing that. Boom. <laughs> That's why we don't get along, man. I don't even know why we do this. You know, this is uh, y'all get along. Y'all just, you know, that's a healthy debate. It's not. It is healthy. Well, I don't want to. I man, listen, bro. Agree. Listen, man. When I buy a car, I buy my car new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Preferably with, with you know if if you you know with low miles low miles bro don't you put it <laughs> you I don't want to buy nothing that's already got two hundred fifty thousand miles on it yeah and, and, and multiple you know, drivers you know, <laughs> that's what we call preference that different, is your different preference. strokes for different folks yes. but I, I I will say this you know since we're on this on the subject these people who take uh, people by force yeah that ain't cool I'm telling you that that's that's the worst type of poor hustler I can't stand these I can't stand them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish death to to everything. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wish death on them. Like 
I mean, like like a slow death. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, you're talking about uprooting people from their life, their homes, their families, and and you know, selling them like slaves. Se- really? Yeah, exactly. It's enslavement. Yeah, like that's that's that is that is a that is a low to the flow type dude. Low know? to it, the it, flow. Yeah, I like man. that. It I is can't. a huge issue here, especially yeah. in Houston, it, because we are, unfortunately, I think we're number one or number two right now in wow. sex trafficking. And so it, it is rampant here. And so when we're talking about there is enslavement happening right before our eyes and we don't wow. even know it. Wow. Yeah, a lot of times you walk into these like little stores, corner stores or, or, yeah. or taverns or whatever, bars, and they got a whole setup. Mm-hmm. Behind in the back that you don't even know. You about. don't even know about. Remember that Samuel uh, Jackson movie? Was that Samuel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they had to set up behind in, in the yeah, the, I remember the that. Bodega or I something that. like that. Yeah, that's crazy, that. man. My um, let me ask you a question, Doc. Mm-hmm. So, and I want to I want to make sure I word this correctly because I don't want to seem all mean and stuff, but like uh. A girl that has uh, uh, willingly mm-hmm. given herself to the night, mm-hmm. and then she comes back and she wants to make a change, mm-hmm. and she finds this right dude, right, mm-hmm. and and you know he find out that she used to be a lady of the night. Used to be a lady of the night. Like, is is he wrong for leaving her, or is he? Is, is you know is she wrong for not telling him like like she's wrong for not telling him. Am is is that supposed to be acceptable just because you quit? We cool now. You like can you ain't you ain't getting down no more. So now mm-hmm. you normal like everybody like you normal like me now. So we should be in a relationship. But you didn't been ran through like. I'm a really big car wash. on transparency and honesty, and when it comes to a relationship. I know that with a woman, the example that you gave me, she's probably ashamed of her past, but she also probably has, not. you know, she probably is or probably not. Okay. I'm making an assumption well, here. Well, she's not. She would have told you up front. She, she, she would have told you. Yeah, that's true. Right. But so, someone who is trying to change their life and they, they do have some shame of their past, unfortunately, that's not going to be the first thing they want to tell you or tell anybody about their past because they, they are trying to turn a new leaf, as they say, in life. Am I saying it's wrong that she withheld it? No. But it, it, it's a difficult situation. I'm just going to go with the default answer of... Be honest. Let them know, you know, this is what I used to do just in case anything comes up. Now, if he's in love with this woman and they're like going on and everything is great, he's going to have to ask himself, like, is her past really that important to my my present and my future? Suppose his past is just as bad as hers. Exactly. It's a wash. So I think once once. He falls in love. It doesn't matter. Love, what, yeah. Love. Once you fall in love, love. it doesn't matter what the, what the what the brain says. Mm-hmm. The, the heart rules when mm-hmm. in relationships. No, you sir. know the, the heart rules in relationships. Maybe that it's, that's not the way it should be, but the heart rules. People go by how they feel. You know their emotions in relationships more so than what they think. That's not true. Here, it? Here's my point. You can have a situation where with a with a person. And you know that that person ain't really right for you, but that you like how that person makes you feel. You like what that person look like. Mm-hmm. You already know it's wrong. That's mental. And you know, and you know, this is really not going to be beneficial long term. 
but you go with it anyway. That's the heart talking. Well, that's the, mental. The brain and told you it ain't going to work. But the heart say, you know what? Fuck you. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going to do. And the heart wins every time. I disagree. Uh, you can disagree, but uh, that don't mean you're right. Okay, well, I mean, you can be right. In or fact, wrong too. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm no, 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 not, not this time. I'm right. I'm absolutely right. <laughs> I'm absolutely right in this, in this you regard. You can be right and wrong but, at but the same but, time, but Willie. Here's something else to think about, Brad. Here's something else to think about. If you, uh, you know, if a woman has a past where she's been with several men, let's say she was a woman. No, several not. hundred men. Go okay. ahead. Well, thousands. You know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find that right relationship and been ran through, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. If that dude has already committed to the relationship, she can tell him she's a serial killer. He ain't going nowhere. Vice versa. That's mental. Vice versa. <laughs> he can tell her that he's a serial killer. She ain't uh, going yeah, nowhere. Uh, uh, everything that you're saying, See, but- Willie, it, all that shit requires thought. She's a serial killer, but I'm staying. He just thought about that. See, but here's the thing. True. The thing that y'all are, y- y'all he are debating that be- on. He thought about that. Be- uh-huh. He thought about that. Because of he thought, his thought is the key word. Yeah, and, 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 and his and his and his and his lust and his love for her, whatever that is, is going to keep him there. Thought. Look, and and here's the thing. Like personally, you know, I think that like well, like Andrew was saying, first and foremost, transparency, especially with something that serious. You know, you got a body count. He <laughs> like you was a prostitute. That's a body count. You, like you got body count you like gotta, mine. You gotta be transparent <laughs> with something like that, mm-hmm. and 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 give him the option. And I think that at that point, you know, uh, he got to decide: is he gonna hold her past against her? So my thing is, I don't feel like you should go in a relationship saying like, okay, how many people you've been with? How many people you've been with? I think that there there's some sense of immaturity in that, but. Like I said earlier, this is why this whole conversation is why I do what I do, because even the examples that we're we're talking about, there is now a a value placed on this woman based on her sexual activity. And nobody's nobody's talking about the sexual activity of the man in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm saying that's because we wasn't talking about the man. (laughs) Right now we're talking about the woman. But Mm -hmm. but but you're right. I mean, I I think that. I think that the man, you know, the man should be, that should be, be a conversation too. You know, because, because you know, that was a time when, you know, um, I wasn't as, you know, discretionary, mm-hmm. right? Well, now, what like, does that mean? Like now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, can't know anybody just say they've mm-hmm. been with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't get it. I don't get excited about a lot of these chicks, like a lot of these dudes, these football players and mm-hmm. basketball players. And, they don't trip me like that, like mm-hmm. they do them. You know, like I look, you know, it's still, it's still <laughs> you know, it's still certain qualities that, that you got to have and it ain't going to be just a fat ass. You know, that ain't going to get it. Not it's about me. what you value in a relationship. When you come into a relationship Sometimes people really don't care about what you've done in your past because that's not what I value about you. So that's why I'm talking about the man and the woman. If she doesn't care that he's he's been with however many women, she's probably never going to ask about it because she probably doesn't really doesn't care. However, if the amount of women that he has slept with or she has slept with is making me lie to you, is making me deceit you, is making me act different, then that's when I feel like you should have been transparent in the first place because you're not acting as yourself. 
I just really believe that each relationship is different and it depends on what you value. Mm. If you slept with uh, 500, 600 women, I probably don't care. I care about who you are with me. Then I'm probably I'm never going to ask about like your past, probably maybe one or two girlfriends. And OK, just to see what that went like. But other than that, that may not be an issue. And I'm noticing more and more. It's not an issue for a lot of people. Now, we were going to the extreme when we were talking about, like, prostitution and sex workers. But I'm just talking about just, uh, I guess, a regular old two people meeting and they decide to date. You have to ask yourself how much of this person's sexual past is really important to me at this moment in my life. And so I just feel like everybody's a little bit different. You know what's important for you, and you know what's important for you, and that's fine. But I mean, when you get to a certain age, like it, it really shouldn't matter because we all got miles now. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like we've been ran through, Willie. No, no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. First of all, first of all, men don't get ran through. Shit. Men do the running through. Nigga, I got ran through. No, nah, I've been ran through. That, that, that don't, that don't sound right. Listen to me, bro. That don't sound right. Listen to me, Willie. That don't sound right. Willie, I would not listen to that. Willie, I have been right. ran through. That don't sound right. These females have ran through And I think that after after this after this show, I think that you know you should have a one-on-one private consolation with, with Angela. The yes, yes, you should talk to her about that type of language. Yeah, I bet. Uh, but I do believe. But I do believe. I don't think that women. I still don't believe to this day that most most women just don't really care about a dude's body count because it, but because in a traditional sense you know a lot of times women want the dude who all the other women want her to do that's the player or whatever and then she want to get him and change him she want she want to get him she want to get him and then as long as the body count she, she she don't care about your body count before she care about the body count after that's that's partially true that's you know, partially I, true. Well, the thing is, it's. It, I think it's in regards to maturity. I think it's also about proximity. If I start dating you and we run into somebody you have ran through, <laughs> every place that we ran, go, ran right? Yes. Or I'm getting approached by this person <laughs> and this person about your past. What that does as the other person, it doesn't make me feel safe. It makes me feel like every time I'm with you, we're surrounded about around people that you've slept with. And then... Right. That's when it becomes problematic. Yeah. But if you yeah. lived in New York and you moved to Texas and, you know, you don't know anybody here, I probably really I probably really don't care because it, it, the, I don't feel unsafe. You know, I, I care about who you are with me unless you feel like your sexual past is going to impact this relationship. Like I said, or you're acting different or you're lying or it's causing you to be deceptive, then you need to let me know. But other than that. You just need to make me feel safe and protected in this relationship. And if I'm getting confronted by people you slept with left and right, I'm not safe slept, with you. Uh, slept, slept is a past tense, correct? Slept. Yeah, so she shouldn't be concerned yeah, about that. On a, on a personal note, I just, you know, I, I meet people where they are. You know, mm-hmm. I meet people where they are. It's like because all of us got a past. Everybody mm-hmm. got a past. Absolutely. You know, like what if, you know, what if a woman decided, you know what, I don't want to mess with you because you robbed a bank before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like she you has a right to leave. Whatever, whatever. You know exactly. So, so but, 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 yeah, <laughs> but but my point, but my point is that ain't none of us perfect. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. You know. So for me, you know, like I look at even with how people treat, you know, how people deal with other people. Like I, I look at how do you deal with me? Mm-hmm. How do you treat me? Exactly. That's what's important to me. You know I, that the. 
I don't, I really just don't, because I, because I know that I got a pass and I'm not the same person that I was 20, 30 years Absolutely. ago. And I know other people, so many other people, even Brad, Brad is not the same person that he was, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I I don't, I look at where we are right now exactly. and I don't, and I don't, I, don't I, I can hold a grudge, mm-hmm. but if, it, but if there's a situation where we have a, a sit down and, you know, we add it out. Mm-hmm. And once I say the water is under the bridge, mm-hmm. it's under the bridge for real with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going forward. I'm not looking in that rear view. That's good. That's good. That's that's part of being secure in who you are. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that are not. And right. so a woman's past or a man's past becomes a problem because you're insecure. So that's another part. Mm-hmm. So you want to know she's you're at a a gala or somewhere and you, you see your girlfriend saying hi to a guy she knew in high school, Uh-oh. a little tap, tap hug. And you start getting infuriated. That's your insecurities. That has nothing to do with her, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, there's, there's so many levels to this, you know, but when it comes to a healthy relationship, what you were describing is because you are secure in who you are and what you want. And that's, mm-hmm. that feels safe. <laughs> State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. I am so excited. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with a Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with a Black Effect podcast network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit, Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You won't want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill of your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
Question, Doc. Mm -hmm. So, um, a couple at the gala, she ran into a guy mm -hmm. that uh, she had dealings with in the past, mm -hmm. and 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 he actually blew her back out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> does do, 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 does that click in her head when she sees him or no? What the incident that he blew her back out? Yeah. It's a possibility. Why is it an incident? That sounds like something. That sounds like some shit that's happened more than one time. <laughs> like he blew her. He absolutely. Okay. That sounds like more like an event. Yeah. Well, you he ask yourself if you he were absolutely with... blew her back out. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you? If you saw a woman at a gala that blew yeah. your back out, first thing you'd be like, <laughs> "That's the girl that blew my back out." Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be. Absolutely. I ran, I ran through them. <laughs> there you go. We use your terms. She ran through you. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I know a couple of them that absolutely did blow my back out. But, I, but, but, you know, like, is it, it, it's got to be different with, with women. And, and okay, guys dating women and they see they, they ex mm -hmm. and then they ex blew their back out. And then that ex come to mind while she with the dude. And now she looking at the dude that she with now, like, cause this nigga's a fool. Well, men, men don't like being in the same room with other men that he knows that has been inside of his woman. Oh, inside of his woman. Yeah. Damn. That's right. Mm. Men don't like being in the same Ran room. Ran through. <laughs> yeah. Men don't like being in the same room with, with a man that, 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 uh, that he knows. And, and, and I think for the I most part, I, mean, I, I think for the like most part, that. women are too. I think most part women are too because you, you can be in the same room with your woman and, and she knows it was some chick that you used to date or whatever and, Trust you me, her expression is going to change the moment that she sees that chick. So. Yeah. See, and if that does happen, it is your job to make your partner feel safe, man or woman. Yeah. You know, so if you are I in a make her feel shit, you need to make her feel <laughs> safe. Yeah, if if, if, if it's over there for, I'm over here. <laughs> but uh, if you are focused with her and you are there with her, she probably feels safe. You're not even worried about what's over there, right? She shouldn't be worried about what's over there. I'm cool. She shouldn't, but that's human nature, man. You man, know that. Please. That's human nature. A lot of people get married because they don't want to see the. Uh, this woman or this man, you know, this woman with somebody else. And me, I don't give a shit about that. Go ahead. It doesn't bother me. That's that's not it for me. You know, that's not the end all for me. I, I need... Okay. Uh, yeah. so, okay, so that had nothing... So when you chased that chick with that axe back in, in 91, that had nothing... <laughs> Oh, business. You see why I always right get up. You see why I always Tell walk me off more. on Yes. You see why I always get up and just walk out of here like all the time. Drink some water. Like, I am right. so sick of Willie, man. Hey, man. I hey, ain't man. never. Statue limitation. That's Bill. Statue limitation. That was Bill. Statue limitation. <laughs> Doc, oh, do your uh, family members ever come to you for advice or do they think that you think you know too much, y'all? It's a, you got it's something a, like that? I've had a cross between both. Yeah. Um, you know, I have family members who trust me and talk to me. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's mostly about mental health, anxiety, depression, things like that. Right. Um, I haven't had too many family members come up to me asking me um, information about sex or sexuality, but I am a safe space. I, I, I pride yeah. myself on being a safe space for anybody in my life. You know, you tell me something... You don't have to tell me not to tell other people. It's it's kind of automatic for me. Right. So I pride myself in that. Why would I do this? Why would I spend all that money on my degrees, all that time in school, not to be able to help the people that I love? Mm -hmm. So I hope that I'm a safe space for the people in my family. I have been. And there are people, I can't really say my family, but there are people that have seen me and 
felt like, oh, she thinks she all that. But that's, again, their own insecurities. That's That has right. nothing to do with me. Do you right. have children? Yes, I have one. And girl or boy? A girl. How old? She's eight. Eight. So she's not at the age yet where she's going to think that. See, because I think there's a misconception that some people have. They think that therapists think they know everything. Right. I know I don't know everything. And they want to get inside. They're always trying to get inside of your head. When I tell you that is my pet peeve, like anytime I... So I'm already a naturally inquisitive person. In order for me to get to know you, I will ask you questions. But I feel like that's what you're supposed to do. And I may have some deeper questions to ask you. And it's not because I'm trying to psychoanalyze you or get into your head. I just really want to know who you are as a person. But as soon as I tell them I'm a therapist, they're like, oh, (laughs) man, you trying to therapize me, you know. (laughs) can you read my mind and I'm like I'm not a psychic but you know yeah that that does happen a lot there is a stigma and a lot of I have friends that are therapists as well we talk about it all the time one of my best friends she's single and she's a psychotherapist she's a doctor Mm -hmm. and one of the complaints that she tells me is that soon as they find out that she's a therapist they the, the conversation shifts as soon as she asks a question like you know anything that may show that she's interested he'd be like oh is this a you know is this therapy right now and she's like I'm just trying to get to know you mm-hmm. so yeah it, it definitely does happen I'm just a naturally inquisitive person I connect with people one-on-one not in a social setting and so if I'm talking to you one-on-one that I am going to ask you not very personal information but I will probably ask you some things that are a little bit deeper yeah what do you find hardest for people to share with you about themselves? Hmm. Lately, people have been more open with talking to me about sex. Not not really my family members, but like friends or friends of friends. They have been like, "Oh, girl, let me tell you what's going on in my marriage." Let oh, me, Lord, or like, "Oh, can you help me out? I met this guy, and I don't mind that. I feel like I I'm actually honored that they feel safe to even tell me that kind of stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, so mostly it's in regards to right now, sex, sexuality, identity, or they're asking me about just different resources, like who can I go to that can help me with depression or anxiety because if I know them I can't see them so right and how does one become a therapist like I know you gotta you gotta go to school and all this yes stuff, yes but how does one become a therapist so get your bachelor's and you get your master's either in counseling psychology social work and then you get licensed which can take another three years oh, I took it a step further I got my doctorate um, so that was an extra three years on top of the master's mm-hmm. and then and then also the licensing. So it's not as much school as a medical doctor. So I want to keep that clear. But it is a lot of school, a lot of reading and writing. Was there at any point that you say to yourself, what the hell am I doing? I don't know if I'm really cut out for this. Um, I always felt I was cut out for it. But I was tired of reading. <laughs> I was tired of reading. It. My, the doctoral programs, especially with a PhD, you are doing a lot of research. You're doing a lot of reading, a lot of writing, a lot of reading other people's opinions. And, you know, it, it, get, it does get exhausting. But I don't think there was a point where I was like, this ain't for me. I knew it was for mm. me before I even got there. Mm. So um, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to do what I said I was going to do. Do you give advice or do you give like, or do you just talk to people and, and just hear them out and perhaps provide options? And I'm asking mm-hmm. this because I want to know, mm-hmm. 
has anybody ever taken that advice and like came back and came to you and, and blamed you for the decision that they made? That's why you don't give advice, because, okay. you know, because if I give you advice and you go home and you do that and it destroys your marriage or you lose your job, you could sue me. So, I really? lose. so, so what am I coming to? Guidance. For? Guidance. Guidance. Yes. Okay. So I will. Any conclusion you make in therapy should be a conclusion you actually came to yourself. But I'm helping you get there. If I just give you the answers, well, this is what you need to do. Then you're just, I mean, what is that going to help? You're, you're not learning how I even got to that conclusion or how I even got to that advice that I gave you. So what, what is the point of going to therapy if I, I'm just going to tell you what to do? You could just go to your mama or somebody and they'll tell you what to do. But I want you to understand, like, how you get to that place where you make wiser, better decisions. But most of the time, it in session, you're going to come to your own conclusion. I'm just helping you get there. Mm-hmm. It's a hard concept for a lot of people to wrap their mind around, but that's why I tell people, if you haven't been to counseling, try it. Not just once. Try it, like, for a little while first. Yeah, we, I've been to counseling. I've been to group therapy and all kinds of crap. Mm-hmm. But it still doesn't. It, it, it's, not an, it's, not, it's not an answer in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you got to kind of. But what helped you? And, and, and for those of you who don't know, uh our hit song, the Ghetto Boys hit song, My Mind's Playing Tricks, as far as I know, mm-hmm. was really like the the first like song that addressed mental health. Yeah. And I mean, that's period, rap and otherwise. Mm-hmm. And this was a song that was uh, that came out of Brad's head first. And so, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the paranoia of being in the drug game and 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 being in relationships, romantic, intimate relationships mm-hmm. uh, and even friendships within that song, in mm-hmm. the context of that song. So, uh, Brad, I want—I got a question for you. It's like, I have an answer what, for you. What, how did you get past that? I mean, how did you get past that, that upbringing that you had? Because you had some mental health challenges. And at one point, you had to be uh, admitted into a, an I asylum. Did. I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I like... Was, how, so how, an it, asylum it, as, a, as an adolescent, but... But, but what... But what People look at you and they say, man, this guy, he made it. He did it. Like, I mean, like you didn't just make it out of poverty. You made it out with mental health challenges. And and you appear to be a functioning adult, right? On like the outside. You are. Like, how did you do it? How did you get through it? I, um, I honestly, uh, Willie, it came to a point where you know, you had four levels to, to you know, uh, to, to get out of this place that I was in. And the more you digress, you went backwards and it kept you in there longer. So I'd say that I, I learned how to play. I learned how to play the system, you know, to the point where I acted like it wasn't shit wrong with me no more. Like it wasn't nothing bothering me no more. And right at about the time of, of of being released, you know, my career started. So that that changed a lot too. I think that um, an idle mind is the devil's workshop for sure, because when I had nothing to do but getting you know getting the streets and 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 try to do what I thought was right to earn or what was necessary to earn a living, you know. 
a whole lot of deep depression, de- de- depressing uh, visuals come to mind. You know, uh, 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 to the point where 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 you're willing to do anything to keep the lights on at your grandma's house, or you're willing to do anything to make sure your grandfather truck is running. Up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like, and then when 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 the money came around, the depression left. You know, I, I wasn't manic depressive no more. I wasn't. I didn't want to die no more. You know what I mean? Like I had a reason to live now. You know, I got children. I got some money now. You know, I got a family that I'm responsible for. I got kids that came come behind me that I have to give uh, 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 jewels and, and and things to. So so when they have their families, they can you know they can prosper in life. But man, you know, to 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 make a long story short and put everything in a nutshell, man, I think it's money. I think money changes everything. You know, I know it's a shitty thing to say, but money changes everything, man. It changes your outlook on everything. Well, for some people, and it, and it worked for you, well, because I mean, you look it, at it somebody was, like, but look at somebody like Robin Harris. I mean, not Robin Harris, but Robin, Robin Williams. Williams mm-hmm. You know, who yeah, who, but he who, had who, who shakes, seemingly though, had everything. Really? He had the shakes. Yeah. Yeah, he had the shakes, man. But that's but that's been other Muhammad people. Muhammad Ali, you but know, there's, but he had the shakes. But, but there's other people. What's who, it called? Parkinson's. Yeah, but there's other people who didn't have a, a, a Parkinson. Maybe they had a drug addiction or whatever. Like they had a drug you know? addiction. But I mean, but you've done drugs. I mean, that's an addiction. I mean, you've. you've yeah, no, nah, man, I got high just to get high. Nah, man. I wasn't man, addicted nah, to man. shit. But okay, well, what about that time we we, we well, found? Well, that's you a lie. Willie, really don't do that. Hold on. What, what about well, time? that's not true. What about? T- <laughs> So so, <laughs> let me let me help I'm y'all. With y'all right? fam. No. We, ain't, we, we ain't never had to pull up on Brad in the projects under the bridge. Right. Money uh, gave you access, right? And it, some of the things that you were depressed about was the fact that you you weren't able to provide, you weren't able to take care, you weren't able having, to you know, supply. Food. I was so it helped you being able to go to but, buy whatever but, I wanted to have. But that but that was your source of depression. For other people, it may be something else. Yes, right. It could have mm-hmm. been. It may have been physical or uh, uh, emotional abuse. It could have been a loss That's of abuse. a loved one. Yeah. That's abuse. But what does? Yeah. But what does? What does money do in abusive relationships or in abusive situations? It can move you out. Imagine not having no money to do nothing with. You know what I mean? Like if if, if everything that you can name, I can all I can double back and say that it's money can fix that shit. Nah. Anything that go ahead. I have I have many clients that have come from very abusive families. Clients that were raped by uncles, oh, that's, cousins, that shit there. or that's, that's beat, rape. or all of those things. And it did eventually, of course, affect them mentally. It affected their relationships. It, they, it, they were depressed and all of that. And then they got out somehow, either by going to college or just leaving, made a lot of money, but they were still a it's prison still to their mind. Exactly. And, I, and I know a girl who committed suicide, who, who had everything, and, and a beautiful girl had money and everything. And she killed herself because of... You know her 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 mental condition. You know for whatever reason, you know it it was not the fact that she grew up poor. Mm-hmm. You dig? So I mean, I think people go through that for different reasons. But man, I'm glad that you got through it, bro. I'm really glad you got yeah, through it because you've been a blessing, man. You've been a blessing. You've been a blessing too, homie. Absolutely. <laughs> and 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 Dr. Angela Jones, you have been a blessing. Thank you. Uh, and and you have taught us a lesson. Yeah, we learned. And I some hope stuff so. Today. And <laughs> we ain't stressing. Nah, you know, this, man, this was more than. <laughs> 
This is amazing. Uh, tell, yeah, I had a tell, great time. Tell tell the people how they can get at you or how they can see you or or, or, or or just, you know, ask you questions. You could just go to my website at AngelaJonesPhD.com or you could go to my Instagram page at Dr. Angela Jones. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We really, really appreciate you coming no out today. No problem. Dr. Dr. It was Angela an honor. Jones. Jones. <laughs> Psychotherapist. Clap for yourself. Clap for yourself. Psychotherapist. Come on, <laughs> Thank you. A psychotherapist. Extraordinary. Put extraordinary at the end of anything. Mental. You know what, too, Willie, before y'all leave out of here, you know what can fix a lot of shit, too? Hmm. Sex. (laughs) (laughs) On the next show. That's it. (laughs) No more talk. No more talk. Thank you, Miss Angela. Thank you. This episode was produced by A-King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and and iHeartRadio. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. 